Greetings, friends and brethren in the Lord. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Today is New Year's Eve. We are on the cusp of a new year, 2019. Some of you may be very excited about that, and others may be not so excited. But I believe this message is going to encourage you And I believe that if you grab a hold of it, it will help to propel you into your destiny. I've titled it God's Dream House. Now, there's a song from the play and the movie Les Miserables. It's called I Dreamed a Dream. And many of you are familiar with that song. And I've just kind of picked out a few verses of that song that I think are pertinent to what I'm talking about today. So I'm going to share that with you. It says, When hope was high and life worth living, the tigers come at night as they tear your hope apart. I had a dream my life would be so different from this hell I'm living. So different now from what it seemed. Now life has killed the dream I dreamed. Now life has killed the dream I dreamed. You see, this song is about a person who's lost their dream. Their dream was killed. When your dream is killed, you suddenly feel hopeless. Hope deferred sets in, and it comes like a flood. The enemy is a dream stealer, a dream killer. And maybe you feel like the person in that song. Maybe at one time your life, in your life, your dream came to a dead end. You see, the enemy doesn't stop with just killing your dream. He tries to bring it to a final end by erasing it out of your mind and out of your heart. Oh, how does he do that? Well, he lies to you. And unfortunately, many times people believe the lies that he says. Things like, are you kidding? You're nothing but a failure. You're a nobody. In fact, you don't have what it takes. Look at how many times you've tried and never once succeeded. You see, my friend, that, that failure is painful. Rejection is painful. And the enemy goes on and he pricks us and he pokes us and he says, you don't have the looks, you don't have the right body build the right color hair. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too tall. You're too short. Let's face it. You would make a laughing stock of yourself. You see, those lies, when said enough and heard long enough in our ear, we begin to believe it. And that's when He wants to make a final end of the dream by erasing it out of our mind and out of our heart. Now, maybe you have lost your vision, your purpose, your momentum. 
listen, I've been there. I've been there more than once. I've been there more times than I would like to remember. Maybe your dreams, your wishes and intentions took a wrong turn and everything turned sour. You see, when dreams die, here's what happens. Listen carefully. When dreams die, curiosity, passion, drive, and creativity become buried. The coffin goes in the ground, and we say, well, that's the end of that. And we kind of just, you know, shake our hands and kind of that's it. It's all over. Now, let me tell you something. I want you to sit up and I want you to listen very carefully to what I have to say to you. You are settling for less when your heart is crying out for more. Yes, that is the truth. You are settling for less when your heart is crying out for more. Second Corinthians 4.16 says this. We do not lose heart, even though the outward man is perishing. The inward man is being renewed day by day. So when we listen to these lies and we receive that into our spirit that's that's where the mistake occurs you see because then we think it's all over but yet um second corinthians 4:16 says we don't lose heart and that's why it's important to stay engaged in god's word we don't lose heart This outward man, yes, he is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now, I believe that the Lord has given me something to encourage you with that really I believe you can hang on to throughout 2019 and beyond. You are God's dream house. I've had many confirmations about that. Um, But you see, you are God's dream house. Now, if you're a little girl, you always imagined probably growing up, you know, just thinking and imagining about your dream house, what that dream house was going to look like, what you were going to be doing. And um, as you grew a little older, that dream house even took on more particulars. You see, architects make their living dreaming about houses, right? God's first dream house. I'm going to take you through a series so you can understand where we're headed. God's first dream house was Noah's Ark. He dreamed how he could save mankind. And he put them in a house, a big house with lots of pets Lots of different fragrances permeated that house. Not sure I would have wanted to be in that house, but let me tell you, if I knew the flood was coming, I would definitely want to be in the house. God gave them one window and one door, and it was three stories high, and they got to live all together for a year. 
until he gave them a new address. Now, years pass after this wonderful dream house called the Ark. And God decided that he, well, he wanted to live on the earth, so he designed the Ark of the Covenant. He told Moses, make me a place that I may dwell among you. And let me tell you, this was no shabby house. No, when God builds a house, he knows how to do it. First class. It was made of acacia wood, and it was overlaid with pure gold. Then God said, make a top for the wooden box. Cover it with gold and add two cherubim covered in gold facing each other. Now God's presence rested right on the top, on what we call the mercy seat between the two cherubim. God told Moses, when you and I talk, this is where I'll meet you for coffee and conversation. You see, when the children of Israel moved about in that wilderness for those 40 years, God moved with them. That beautiful gold box took a detour before coming to its final resting place. And that detour meant that it spent three months at a man by the name of Obed-Edom's house. And for three months, the Lord blessed Obed-Edom's house and all the household. It was pretty incredible. I sure would like to have had that box in my house. But you know, I have something better than a box in my house. I've got the Holy Spirit in me. I have God in me. Now, the Ark of the Lord was brought to Jerusalem. David, King David, decided that God needed a permanent home. Now, God had been very clear with David and told him that he, because he was a man of war, he would not be the one that would build his house. He told David that his son Solomon was going to be the one to build God's temple. And indeed, Solomon built that temple and arrayed it with gold and just a magnificent, magnificent edifice. Unfortunately, that temple was destroyed. Then God said, I have a different plan. I'm going to send my son. And he, Jesus, was God's dream house. Scripture tells us that the Spirit of God rested upon him, And God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So you can see that that God was trying to build a house. And each time there was a new phase, there was a new change. So it went from the Noah's Ark to the Ark of the Covenant to a beautiful, magnificent temple to, hmm, I have another plan. I'm going to send my son. And he was God's dream house. 
And the presence of God was now in bodily form. So prior to that, it's been in all these different places, in all these different forms, but now the presence of God was in bodily form in Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Jesus was the bread of heaven, and when he was preparing to leave, he said, I will send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Now we know that in the book of Acts, it tells us about the day of Pentecost. That's the day the Holy Spirit came. Jesus had prepared them. He told them to tarry in Jerusalem, to wait, that he was going to be sending the Comforter. And that they did. Ten days they waited and prayed. And the Holy Spirit came and sat on them, each one as tongues of fire. So on that day, a new dream house was born. Jesus said that he would live in you and me. And that means that we became God's dream house. Wow. Think about that for just a moment. You've got Noah's Ark that saved a small portion of mankind from a terrible flood that killed everything on the earth. Then you have the Ark of the Covenant, and God is dwelling. His presence is there on the mercy seat. And then God uh, has David build or his son Solomon build a temple, a permanent residence for God's presence. But that temple was destroyed. Then God says, hmm, I'll send my son. And he was God's dream house. But then he left the earth. He died on the cross, rose again, and he said, I'm sending the comforter. And when he sent the Holy Spirit, we, you and I, became a new dream house, God's dream house. You see, Father God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they dreamed about this moment. It was, it was in their heart from the beginning. They had designed man. They had created him. Psalm 139 tells us that he formed our inward parts and covered us in our mother's womb, and our frame was not hidden from him, that each of us was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, which is a metaphor for a woman's womb. You see, you have to realize this, and I want you to 
if you have to write this down, if you have to, I don't know, if you have a great memory, just hang on this. You see, you were embroidered like a piece of tapestry woven very carefully. Every perfect detail was carefully thought about. Thought about. Every perfect detail about you was carefully thought about. Oh, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And his eyes saw your substance being yet unformed. In other words, God saw you fully complete long before you were even formed in your mother's womb. He saw what you would be. He knew what the design was. And as a skillful architect, he planned it out perfectly. Every little detail of you. His eyes saw your substance being yet unformed before you were a fetus in your mother's womb. He knew every part of the blueprint, every little stitch and detail. And he came to dwell in a holy house. First Corinthians 619 says this, Oh, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own. Verse 20. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit. Which are God's. When you. I want to say this to you. When you get. Distracted. When you get down. See. You need to reread Psalm 139. Because that really will help you to get a grip on this fact that God knew you. Every detail, the perfect blueprint of you before you were ever in your mother's womb. And once you were there, he wove you like a piece of tapestry. He bought you with a price. And therefore, we are to glorify God in our body and in our spirit. You are God's dream house. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody shake that from you. Don't let anybody talk you out of that. Write it down if you have to. Put a big sign in the bathroom. Put a big sign in the bath, the kitchen. Put a big sign in your car. And just write, I am God's dream house. See, you are called to fulfill his dream for you. How do I, you're probably thinking, how do I know what that is? You might be asking that question. How do I know what that dream is? How do I know what he has for me? Well, you just have to ask him. He knows all about you. He's put dreams inside of each of you. When you were a little child, I bet you had dreams. Maybe you had a dream of becoming a singer in Nashville. Maybe you had dreams of becoming a college professor. 
the CEO of a company. Ha, huh, maybe even a United Airlines pilot, an astronaut, a mechanic, a Hollywood star, an inventor of Facebook. Listen to me carefully. You were designed to dream. You inherited that dreaming nature from your creator. So when you are maybe driving down a country lane and your mind begins to wander and you think about your future and you think about what you want to do with your life, you see, that dreaming nature is in us because God created us. He put that in us. He says that we are created in his image and in his likeness and so that our hearts could relate to his. And in order for his dreaming heart to find millions of expressions. So you don't really have a clear understanding of the creativity that he has put inside of you. Oh, yes. Yes. There are millions of his expressions that he is excited to see come out from you. You need to dream for you and for God. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's exciting to know that God has so uniquely designed you for such an incredible purpose, for such a time as this. Think about this for a moment. Why were you born now? Gosh, you could have been born during the Civil War. You could have been born... During the Vietnam War, you could have been born back when it was the Dark Ages and no one even heard a word of the Lord. You could have been born in the Roman times. Any of those times, epic times in our history, you could have been born, but you weren't. You were born for now, for this time. This time, for such a time as this, that we are living in such a very special time, and you get to be part of that time. You get to fulfill your destiny and advance God's kingdom and do something so unique and so creative. Oh, it's so exciting about what God wants to do with you and you alone. I'm excited for you. See, your dream house will ultimately determine your destiny. And when your dream house is God's plan, wow, your dream house will affect a generation. Maybe your community, maybe a nation, maybe the world. Don't let your dream be your dream. Do you follow me? Your dream needs to be God's dream because it's only when you're God's dream that you will then affect the kingdom of God. So I'm, I'm going to ask the Lord to resurrect dead dreams. I'm going to ask the Lord to birth new dreams for some of you who are already carrying that dream. 
I'm going to ask the Lord to give you strength to carry that dream full term. So, Lord, I'm just asking right now that you would come and resurrect any dead dreams that are in the hearts of those who are here today that are listening to this message. I'm asking you, Lord, to birth new dreams in them. And those who are carrying a dream, you've got something deep inside your heart. You've been carrying it for a long time. I'm asking the Lord to give you strength to carry that dream to full term. And Lord, would you awaken dreams in those who are listening today? I know that there are lots of dreams in many of your hearts. There are many things that you haven't even thought of. You, you don't even know yet what God has for you. And so, Lord, awaken those dreams in each one who's listening. I'm expecting the Lord to energize you with creativity and passion to fulfill the purpose and destiny for which you were created. When you start to maybe falter with your dream, go back and read Psalm 139. Read what God says about you, that he knew your substance He knew everything, every perfect detail, the whole blueprint before you were ever in your mother's womb. And you have to, you know, you have to spend time thinking about what God says about you. Don't listen to what the enemy says about you. Tune him out. He's a bad frequency. You don't want to be on that frequency. Tune him out. Change the channel. Listen to what God is saying about you. Listen to what he wants to do with you and through you for 2019. I'm telling you, this is going to be an exciting year for you. You are God's dream house. He wants to do incredible things through you. And so I believe that the dead dreams that you have had, maybe there are many dead dreams. I believe those dead dreams are going to be resurrected. And I believe God's going to birth new dreams. Maybe you haven't even had a dream. You haven't even thought about what that might be. Well, he's going to birth new dreams. And those of you who are already carrying some dream, I believe it's going to, um, you will have the strength to carry that dream to its full term. So don't abort the baby. Don't abort the dream. What God's put in you, he's put in you for a purpose. And I believe he will awaken those dreams in you and he will energize you with the creativity and the passion you need to carry out your full purpose. Amen. Well, I hope that you just grab hold of that word. You hold on to that for 2019. And um, you can go to... Um, the website www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. Um, I really uh, covet your prayers. I thank you so much for giving to this ministry. You can uh, send um, that offering to uh, Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. It's Pure Heart Ministries. P.O. Box 85, 
Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. And with that, I look forward to being with you in the new year. Happy New Year blessings and Shalom, Shalom.